the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. All right, good morning. How y'all doing? Good, good, good. All right, so what y'all want to talk about today? Jesus, that's good, that's good. Um, giving, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I said I can give the altar call, you know. See, it's eleven oh seven, so I got about what about ten minutes, right? So, no, that was good. That was good. Um, we have an information table in the back there, and just uh, we have a DVD. Actually, got a DVD and uh, a CD. This CD is titled "The Answer to One Million and One Questions." Let me explain. She said, "Let me get two. Who said, "Let me get two? Okay, <laughs> they're back there. What what's this CD is all about is we have a Bible here, right? Okay, so we have all kinds of answers in this Bible. We know how to get saved, born again, filled with the Spirit, healed, all these cool things. But there's these questions in life that aren't found in chapter and verse, like who do we marry, what school do we go to, what job do we take, that kind of stuff. Like there's no you know Luke four twelve go to you know this college or Matthew twenty. 21.3, marry this person, right? So we have to have answers to questions that aren't just literally found in the Bible. And I have discovered the answer, and it's found in this CD. Do you want to know the answer? Or you can go get one in the back. No, but, but I'll tell you the answer. The answer to a million, to a million and one questions is, is simply this, be led. Be led, right? Just follow the Holy Ghost. Follow peace. And so I talk about this. I don't know, maybe 30-so minutes uh, of, of teaching. That's back there. We don't charge, but if you want to give a donation to the ministry, you can have one. If you're like, look, dude, I ain't got no money, just get one. We'll bless you. But if you give into the ministry, it's a blessing as well. We have a DVD back there called It's Harvest Time. And I know a lot of times we just got done talking about the offering. We like to correlate harvest to offering, and that's accurate. But that uh, DVD message is really talking about the harvesting of souls, harvesting of people, right? It's harvest time in the earth. It's, uh, it's a ripe, ripe field out there. People are really ready to get saved. Some of them just don't know it yet. And, uh, and so that's, that's available. But I'm going to sew this one. Anybody want it? Ah, I'm going to give it to you, Tori, even though you didn't raise your hand. <laughs> while I'm thinking about it, see me after service. I want to tell you something. Okay. Just while I'm thinking about it. Y'all got your Bibles today? Good, good. Who doesn't have their Bible? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. See, nowadays there's no excuse because most of us have a phone and we can at least Google a scripture, right? You're, and in, in a lot of churches, they're going to put it on the screen, and so they're going to do that to you today. And before I get going, let me get my waters open so I don't have to waste my time. I believe in being uh, short-winded, right? Because um, blessed are the short-winded, for they shall be heard again. So I'll try to get short and sweet to the point. My other kind of corny, cheesy preacher joke is the mind can only take what the seat can bear. Amen? So I'll try to get you guys out of here at least before two. All right. Uh, if you have your Bible, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. If you have your Bible, go to Luke chapter 19. I want to talk about uh, something today. You're going to read this story. We're going to talk about this story. And if you've been in the church for a while, you've heard this story before. And it's about the triumphal entry of Jesus, okay? And you guys are probably like, 
dude, it's not Palm Sunday. Why are we talking about the triumphal entry? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I was looking at this the other day, and I saw something. I believe the Holy Spirit showed me something in, uh, if Jesus is calling, tell him we'll call him back, or if that's Domino's, tell him I like uh, Canadian bagel with pineapple. Um, there's this thing on our phones, if you click the button down, it turns it to silent, just in case y'all want to uh, do that on your phone as well. I'm just picking at y'all guys. I work with kids and youth, so I, I can have fun. Y'all are right having fun, right? This is the fun church, right? Okay. <laughs> so, um, the Holy Spirit showed me something in this, and I work with a lot of youth. Those of you that aren't familiar with our ministry, I don't want to take for granted. Everybody here knows who I am. But, um, but our ministry, I have the wonderful privilege to travel across America, and even into the Caribbean, and preach the gospel. What's the gospel? It's the good news, right? It's, uh, it's the good news that God ain't mad at you. I want that to just simmer for a little bit. These teenagers could probably preach it better than me. That's number three. Number two, what's number two? Number one, God ain't mad at you. Number two, Jesus loves you. And number three, God's got a really cool plan for your life. It's super simple. You know, the gospel is actually really simple. It takes a lot of religion to complicate it. You know what I mean? And uh, people, man, we just got a way of messing things up and just overcomplicating things. But really, it's simple. God loves you. He ain't mad at you. And he's got a real cool plan for your life. And, um, and so I, I get to do that, travel around and preach. And we have a youth camp we do in Florida, which is awesome, down at Panama City Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Hey, someone's got to go to the beach. Might as well be me. Amen. And uh, we have a, a winter camp we do up in, uh, where do we do it at? Up in your Birmingham. And then we have a kids camp. And that's kind of a roaming kids camp. But we do that over in Alabama. And, uh, and so God's been blessed. And, and, and I'll be traveling. My summer kind of kicks off in, in really June is, is my big time. And I'll be traveling a lot of different places. I get to go to Spokane, Washington and preach for the first time next month. That's going to be pretty cool. So if y'all remember me, just say a prayer for me and my family and our ministry. And, and that God just really moves and and uh, and pours himself out in a mighty way. We've seen some cool signs, wonders, and miracles, and I've I've come to discover that not everybody gets excited about miracles. I, I was I'm, I was kind of shocked by that. But then I uh, let me just tell you a little story. Is uh, I was talking to a pastor and and uh, and his his um, somebody he knows uh, within his church. Their their daughter, matter of fact, they they've been to a camp and, and there was a, a leg that grew out in one of our 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 camps. You heard me right. It was a leg grew out. And, uh, and your, your mind's like, what? But, you know, that's what miracles do. They make you go, oh, you know, signs and wonders. Like, whoa, whoa, dude, right? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, you remember that? Whoa, right? And so a leg growing out, that's kind of trippy, man, to the natural mind, but God. So is healing blind eyes. So is Lazarus coming out of the grave. So is Jesus dying on the cross and being raised after three days. Oh, and then he floats to the sky. Like, that's, that's kind of weird to the natural mind, right? I mean, we, 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 we believe and have faith, and we preach about a God that most of us have never even seen in our entire life, right? I mean, it takes faith. Christianity in and of itself is like, whoa, dude. It takes faith, right? And so uh, this this person was there, and her daughter was there, and and um, and I was telling a testimony about this leg growing out in um, in in a, in a service I was preaching at last December, and this woman was on the front row, and I was telling this testimony, and as I was talking, she totally interrupts my sermon, like just just interrupts me, 
and um, and she holds up this paper, and it's a it's a picture of her spine, like an X-ray of her spine, where she had had some metal and stuff for some reason. She was carrying this around, and and she was like, you know, got this X-ray here, and I don't remember exactly how she said it, but she says, I'm I'm ready for my miracle. I want my blessing, and I'm like, whoa, hold up, wait a minute, and she kicks her legs out, like she wants her leg to grow now. I'm thinking, wow, man, see, I hadn't been fasting and praying for 370 days, you know. I just literally just drove about two, uh, matter of fact, that's where we're going to be in, um, in uh, later this month. But uh, I just drove about two hours to this church that morning. So I wasn't like feeling like super spiritual man that day, you know, like Pastor Guy maybe, he's super spiritual man. I, I showed up and I, I had a meeting and I just drove two hours, been on the road, and now I'm preaching. The pastor was out of town and this woman interrupts my message and kicks her feet out. And she's like, I want my legs to grow. Thinking, whoa, right? Whoa. So, y'all think preachers got it easy, man. See people kicking their legs up telling you they want it to grow. It's, it's a trip. So I'm like, okay, so I'm searching my heart and I'm wanting to make sure, okay, is this God or is this just the enemy trying to disrupt the service? So I'm trying to search my heart and see, you know, being led, the answer to a million and one questions. And I'm kind of searching and seeing what's going on. So that seemed right on the inside. And, and I'm going to tell on myself because. Sometimes we have this idea that preachers are on pedestals and they float around on clouds and they sing kumbaya all day, right? But we deal with, with doubts and things just like the next guy, right? And so this girl, this woman, she's a woman. She's a school teacher. She's probably in her 40s. And she had had some pain in her back, I think her shoulder, since she was like 15 and she had some issues. She puts her feet out. So I'm, I'm down on my knee right this, and there's a grandma. There's a grandma on the front row here. And so this woman's got her feet out, and uh, I got her feet in my her legs in my in my hands and I'm now commanding this leg to grow in the name of Jesus see there's power in the name of Jesus I'm gonna say it again there's power in the name of Jesus y'all it's the name that's greater than any name it's the name above all names it's the name that'll heal cancer it's the name that'll hear that'll heal uh, deaf ears it's the name that'll save your soul from a burning pit of hell it's the name above every name right and it's the name Jesus it's not Muhammad it's not Buddha it's not Bobby it's not Ricky Bobby it's Jesus amen it's the name above all names and so I'm commanding this leg to grow in the name of Jesus and my words are saying in the name of Jesus leg I command you to grow in my mind though here's what's going on see you preacher you got to do things by faith sometimes in the name of Jesus leg grow in my mind I'm going man what if it doesn't happen all these people are watching me Man, I'm putting all this pressure on self. That's a good teaching moment right there. I'm putting all this pressure on self as if I can do this in my own strength and power. See, Zachary Bigley, I'm just, you know, this fleshly thing, and, and I got my own doubts and stuff, but, but the name of Jesus and the God in me can do anything, right? And so I, I, I'm just a vessel. So while I'm speaking by faith these words, my mind's saying, well, what if it doesn't happen? All these people are watching, da 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 da, da. And so I'm commanding this leg to grow in my hand, and all of a sudden I got these legs in my hand, and then I, I'm seeing these legs right here, and then I, and I, and it's actually on a recording, and I, and I say this, I say, I said, now y'all tell me what happened. She looks down, she goes, they're even grandma over here don't forget grandma she got out she looked over at the legs and and the, the audience is kind of a country church and, and she looked at the legs she looked at the audience and she goes 
So we got two thumbs up from grandma, right? And so we're good. And so all of a sudden, this woman whose leg just grew out in service, she gets up and I'm thinking, okay, this is a time where we're hanging from the chandeliers and we're doing backflips and, you know, the marching band comes in and we're just having a great time. But they're just kind of looking at me and, you know, maybe a few amens or something. And they're just kind of staring. I'm like, did, did, what, what, what just ha- Did that even just happen? Like this is because, you know, the mind gets messed up. And it kind of trips out. And so this lady somehow gets up and she had a, one of those small, you know, those little small rubber looking footballs. Why she had this in her purse, I don't know. She gets this rubber football. She goes, we can celebrate football and we can get happy for football, but we can't celebrate Jesus. And she spiked that football on the altar. And oh my goodness. And, and then she went back down and grandma went to pick up the football. I said, oh, it's okay. You can leave it. She was like, oh, okay, okay. She went and sat back down. And then I went back to preaching my message, and it happened. And so why am I telling you all that? Because all that took place, I I did a video recording and put it on Facebook telling y'all basically the story that I just told you. Well, this woman that was at the camp that saw the other girl's leg grow, or was there when it happened, rather, she sees this video. And she goes, she starts telling her pastor, she goes, yeah, I'm not too sure about it. And she goes, I don't know, something just didn't sit right, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And he's telling me this. She ends up pulling her daughter out, not letting her go to our winter camp. And so I'm thinking, wow, man, that kind of, it's like, whoa, really? Like, you're, you're kind of tripping out over a, a miracle of God. And then I started looking at the scriptures, and I began to see that in, in Jesus' time and in the gospel, when he began to do miracles, if you'll start studying this out and look it out, not everybody was happy when signs and wonders and miracles begin to take place. The Bible talks about that that fear came upon the people. It freaked them out. <laughs> it freaked them out. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm in good company. They were kind of tripping on Jesus. All right, I'm cool. Can't, you can't, you can't uh, deny the woman whose leg grew out. It wasn't just the fact that her leg grew out. You know what else happened? The pain that she had since she was a 15-year-old girl, 4-year-old woman, the pain she had since she was like 15, gone. Healed, back healed. See, and people can say what they want, but it's real hard to argue with results. You understand what I'm saying? And so I, I began to learn about this woman, and, and, and the pastor was telling me, and, and you know why? She kind of she, she had some reservations. And, and this is good teaching moments, guys, because we can, and I'm kind of a Holy Ghost miracle guy, and I'm like, I like the Holy Ghost parties and stuff, but I have to understand that, that, Everybody has a different experience when it comes to healing. And what happened with this particular woman is they prayed for her dad or somebody in her family, and they prayed for healing, and they prayed, and, and it didn't happen. They, the person went on to be with the Lord. And there's two ways to look at that. You can say, well, well, they, they didn't get healed, and God didn't do His work. Or you could look at it like this. Well, if they went on to be with the Lord, I can promise you they ain't hurting no more. They got the ultimate healing. So you have to learn how to look at things, look at perspectives, but it helped me understand why she, why she was hesitant to celebrate miracles because of a personal situation that happened in her life. Amen? Y'all should have found Luke 19 by now. So guys, I want to encourage you all that to say this, is don't let other people's experiences stop you from pursuing what the Word of God tells us is a reality. You understand what I'm saying? Don't let other people's perspectives, other people's opinions, limit you from pursuing fully the deeper things of God. All right, Luke 19, check this out. 
when he had said this, Jesus, you know, and his disciples were hanging out, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. Verse 28, sorry. Verse 28, going up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he drew near to Beth, Bethphage. We'll let Zoe, when she goes to Bible school, get the better pronunciation of how all these words are. But in the meantime, y'all have to deal with my Alabama living self and giving these Jewish cities. Okay, Bethpage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet. That he sent two of his disciples. Now this is important if you're taking notes. Disciples, disciples. Can you just say disciples? Disciples. You see, it's one thing to just claim Christianity. It's a whole different ballgame to be a disciple. A, a, a disciple. Disciples are disciplined ones. Those are the ones that are sold out. Those are the ones that when Jesus says jump, you say yes, sir. How high? Amen. Like disciples are the ones that are disciplined in following after Christ. So he says. Uh, he sent, rather, two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village opposite, where as you enter you will find a colt, that's the second word I want you to see here, colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you loosing it? Thus you will say to him, because the Lord has need of it. I like that song. I asked Kaylee and I asked Pastor and then last night what songs they were singing this morning. And the third song we sang is, Lord, I Need You, right? And I thought it was kind of interesting because I knew what I was preaching on this morning. And so we sing the song, Lord, I need you, oh, I need thee, da-da-da-da-da-da, right? But I believe, and you're going to see why, God is saying back to us, I need you, oh, I need you, every hour I need you. you got to realize God needs you. You understand? We think, yeah, we need God, and we do, trust me. I don't want to dis discount what we say. We do. But God needs you, right? There's people that you'll reach that I won't ever reach. There's people that you'll reach that I'll never be able to reach. God needs you. All knuckleheads, all preppies, all cool people, all uncool people, God needs them all, right? And so he says, he says if anybody asks, he says, Tell him this, because the Lord has need of it. Verse 32. So those who, sat, who were uh, sent went their way and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, Why are you loosing the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of him. Then they brought him to Jesus, and they threw their own clothes on the colt, and they sat Jesus on him. And as he went, spread their clothes on the road. Then as... As he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Verse 39. And some of the Pharisees, the religious teachers of the day, called to him from the crowd, Teacher, rebuke your disciples! But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Can you imagine that? If these people quit praising, the stones would start crying out. Let me teach you guys something today. Is, is, is you see this here, and we have a story, a whole scenario played out. Is Jesus is about to go into destiny. He's about to go into, excuse me, into Jerusalem, right? He's about to go into his, his, his main purpose of coming to the earth to die on the cross right to get the whipping to get the crown of thorns to go through the beating to go and deal with everything that had been prophesied back in the book of isaiah he is now literally at the mountain descending into destiny y'all with me okay stay with me 
It's 11.30, 20-something, so we're good, okay? <laughs> he's descending into destiny. And all of a sudden, as he's going into destiny, he sends two of his disciples, and he says, look, y'all, I need you to go into this city, this town or whatever, and I need you to understand that there's going to be a cult that has never been ridden before. Now listen, that cult, what you understand about that cult, or need to understand about that cult, is that cult was basically a young donkey. It was a young donkey. Now how many of y'all realize donkeys can be kind of stubborn and hard-headed sometimes? Kind of like a teenager. Right? Kind of like an adult, <laughs> right? <laughs> Teenagers, that was your chance to say it. Yeah. And, and what the Lord showed me on this is, is this cult, and just go with me on this, but, but this cult represents this generation that's coming up. It represents these teenagers, these youngsters that God is endeavoring to use. And I want you to notice something else it says in this, in this passage. It says you're going to find a cult on which no one has ever sat. This is a young cult that has no experience doing what its purpose and what it was created to do. To carry weight, to carry people, to move cargo, to do what it was created to do. It had no experience in its purpose. Oh, I'm preaching better than your amen so far. And it was a young cult. It was young. You see, don't you think Jesus Christ, the Son of God Almighty, the one that came and visited Adam and Eve in the garden, the one that sent fire from heaven and licked up the sacrifice and totally just anointed Samson to kill men with the jawbone of a donkey, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, don't you think his son should go into destiny with something more than an inexperienced teenager? <laughs> right? Come on, where's the stallion with the hair flowing in the wind? And as Jesus stands up and you hear the horse go, and Jesus' hair is just flowing in the wind. And he does the, you know, Mel Gibson, uh, 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 the, the Scottish, the warrior, what's that movie? Uh, Braveheart, yeah. Like, where's the whole Braveheart scene when Jesus is going to defeat the devil? No. He got an inexperienced young donkey what like really come on now you know if it was you and me we'd be like uh father could come here can we can we just talk about this you, you, you forget i'm your son right like i know you got streets of gold up there and i ain't trying to doubt you but that's a donkey right and so so flip this and so how many of us god's god's saying look look i'm trying to get destiny i'm trying to accomplish great and mighty things in South Haven and all of Branch and Memphis and, and this whole DeSoto County area. And, and we're like, yeah, 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 Jesus, we want to carry you into destiny. We want to see, see you fulfill your purpose. And all of a sudden, Jesus is like, yo, disciples, adults, I need you to go over there. And uh, there's this young teenager that has absolutely no experience in what you're trying to do. And I need you to, 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 to bring him. The, the catch is, dude, he's all bound up and he's all tied up. Oh, man. You mean he's tied up? Come on, how many of these teenagers, they're, they're tied up to something? They're bound up to something. Cutting is a thing, man. I, I was talking to a youth pastor the other day. He was telling me one of his youth, she, uh, 
if, you, if you've seen her, she, um, you wouldn't think any of this. She's a cheerleader. She sings on the praise team. She, uh, you know, she's just a, a, just seems like a normal, average teenage girl, right? At the church, and uh, apparently she's been been cutting herself, cutting herself, and they and they do this apparently because they want to feel pain or release pain. It's just just some some issues going on. They're they're tied to something. They're bound in some things. And it's so interesting to me that God tends to take the things that don't make any sense to try to accomplish his destiny and try to accomplish his purpose. It doesn't make sense to, to take Gideon's army to go destroy the who was it, the Midianites and, and, and take a, a big army and, and will it down to 300 people. Like That don't make no sense. It doesn't make sense to, to take preaching of words to help save souls like that what you mean i can preach this and someone can be saved and spend eternity in heaven huh and so what i want you to see this this morning guys is simply this is that god has some young inexperienced teenagers that are literally waiting for some disciples to be sent by jesus to go over to where they're at and untie them from the thing that they're connected to. And then the Bible says they brought him to Jesus. And how many of these young people are literally sitting there waiting for a disciple to come loose them? Guys, we got a lot, a lot, a lot of people to reach. I mean, a lot of people to reach. And I mean, you pick the bondage and you pick the sickness, and I'm telling you, there's probably two or three that have dealt with it or know how to, or know someone that's been dealing with it. But I believe today Jesus is speaking to some people, and he's talking to some disciples. And the key word, it wasn't just random disciples, it was sent disciples. And he's talking to us and he's saying, Is there some people that I can trust? that'll take my word, that'll listen to what I say, that'll go in and that will begin to draw this generation closer to me? Is there some disciples, some that have been walking close with me, some that have been talking and in fellowship with me, like the disciples had been? Some three years they've been walking with God. They had gone out and they'd done signs. They had done miracles. They had, they had done these wonders. They had, they had been used of God. But right before Jesus went to the cross, what's the thing he did? He sent some disciples to bring a young, inexperienced, stubborn donkey. Teenager. So my question for you today is, are we going to allow this generation to stay tied up? Are we going to keep talking about how we didn't do it like that in our day. I don't understand why they are the way they are. Or are we going to be like, you know what? I may not get it. I may not understand them. They may be all fancy with their gadgets and stuff and these young whippersnappers. And, but you know what? Jesus sent me. And I may, I may not know all the cool lingo and I may not know all the cool talk, but I know how to untie some folks from some stuff. I know how to preach the name of Jesus. 
I know how to see lives change. I know how to see young people. Uh, 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 I know how to bring somebody to Jesus. I can do that. And so we notice here when, 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 the, when the donkey's brought to Jesus, right? All of a sudden they start putting their clothes on, on the donkey and, and Jesus gets on the donkey and, and then the crowd starts showing up and they're starting to put tree branches and stuff and, and they're walking down and the crowd's shouting, Yeah, Jesus, you're awesome. We love you. And isn't it interesting, teenagers, I want you to hear me on this. Pause, pause. Let me, let me say this before I say this. I think it's interesting to note that right before Jesus went into his place of destiny, his, his, his really his first entrance, his first coming into destiny, he used something young and inexperienced. I don't doubt that in these last days, matter of fact, I got scripture to back up what I'm about to tell you, but I don't doubt in these last days, adults, that right before Jesus comes back again, that he's going to find himself using some young, inexperienced stubborn cults and my scripture to back that up is Acts chapter 2 the Bible says that in these last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all men upon your sons and upon your daughters right I'll pour my spirit out and they'll prophesy your daughters your sons you see it's talking about these things it's talking about this next generation God is longing to use these people. And we have these camps and there's, there's, God has just put a, a lot of grace on it. And we're seeing these young people and they come to these camps and they, it, it, just imagine you go into a, a bunch of church services for like a whole week and just getting fired up for God. That's what it's like. It's like, dude, this is awesome. And, and, and they get in there and all of a sudden they're just, they're just so amped up and they're like, all right, where are we going? To the moon? Who are we going to witness to? They got people need to be saved on Mars. Let's go. How are we going to get I know. Let's build a, let's pray and build a, a spaceship, man. God will do it. I mean, they're just faith is through the roof. I didn't tell you all this. The, the girl whose leg grew out at the, at the camp, it wasn't me or Benny Hinn or the big famous preacher. It was five teenagers or some teenagers that prior to service, I, I had a, a, five of them. I called them up. I said, hey, I said, it wouldn't surprise me tonight if God decides to grow some legs out of word of knowledge. And, and they can testify to this. I said, and I said, and I gave the call. This girl answered, another guy answered, and it was young people that commanded that leg to grow. Young, inexperienced, stubborn teenagers. You wanna know something else? They didn't go to leg growing school one on one. They didn't graduate from the most elite Bible school. They just had a disciple who's been sent to a generation and said, hey, there's a leg that needs to be grown out. Go. What did I do? I told them, I said, look, you just have them sit there back in the seat. You put their feet out and you, just, you see where it's even and even you command it to grow in the name of Jesus. Oh, OK. There's another girl, young girl at a winter camp she didn't receive the feeling of a baptism of the holy spirit and uh so i called these these girls over i said hey this is a girl she wants to get filled with the holy spirit acts chapter two type stuff and uh i said y'all want it you know y'all want to be a part of this and they did that girl went over there got filled with the holy ghost there's a generation y'all that's longing to be used of god but they need some disciples that are willing and obedient to go forth and say, you know what? 
I know you got some bondages. I know you got some junk. I know you got some stuff. But I'm going to untie you. And I'm going to bring you closer to Jesus. So, let me get ready to wrap up. Yeah, why did I get an amen on that one? Was that you? Wait a minute. What's your name? Amber. Amber's ready to go. Amber. Amber. <laughs> I'm going to drink to that one. Hang on. Oh, do you? Okay. Okay. Good one. Good comeback. Good comeback, Amber. Come on. I'm giving you a high five on that. That was smooth. That was smooth. Patting my back a little bit. I had a daughter who was at your youth camp, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I like it. That's funny. Y'all ever heard the preacher? He's like, oh, I'm getting ready to close. Don't ever believe a preacher if he says about it. You give him at least three closings. Amen. And then, and then, then you got the the person in the audience when when the preacher's preaching and and they <laughs> you've been going the preachers somebody the audience somebody in the audience says go on preacher you just keep on preaching y'all know you're like shut up dude. you better woo hey talk about legs drawing out you ever seen someone get a black eye in church you better you better quit talk telling that pastor to preach <laughs> oh my goodness. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, teenagers. So, the young and experienced cult, right? Jesus is writing it, and, and I truly believe this, that, that just as he went into destiny, right, he, he used a young and experienced thing. And I believe that in these last days, as he's coming back again, I believe you're going to start seeing more and more of these young people rise up and be used of God. So, so, teenagers, I want you to hear me on this part. As God starts using you, the donkey, the cult, is carrying Jesus. And the people are cheering, Jesus, Hosanna, you're awesome. Jesus, you rock. Woohoo! Yeah, Jesus, we love you. We love you. You're awesome. You're awesome. Whatever they were saying, the catch for the young people is this is that donkey could have been tempted to go, listen to him cheer. Oh, I was just tied up to this, this stick thing earlier. And, Listen to all the people cheering for me. Wow! Yay! They ain't cheering for that old, young, inexperienced, stubborn donkey. They're cheering for the one that was riding him into destiny. And so y'all, as young people, and really this is applicable for all of us that do anything for God, is when the crowd starts cheering you, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. When the crowd starts celebrating you and cheering you, oh my goodness, stay humble, stay humble, stay humble, because they will cheer you. They'll celebrate you. And, and, and it feels good to the flesh and the ego and all that stuff. You're like, yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to be celebrated, right? And, and it's great. But, but you have to remember, it's not me. I'm just the vessel. I'm just the one carrying Jesus into destiny. This flesh is no longer me. I am no longer mine. But I am now crucified with Christ, the life that I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God, Galatians 2.20. Christ in me, the hope of glory. It's Christ in me. When, when miracles, signs, and wonders happen, glory be to God. It's Jesus. When people get born again, glory be to God. It's Jesus. When people get filled with the Holy Ghost, glory be to God. It's Jesus. And we always have to point and give the glory to God. Because that donkey would be real silly to start saying, listen to the people celebrating me. And unfortunately, we have to even preach this. That should be a given. But I'm sure you've seen some stuff over the years. 
So, remain humble. Disciples, be listening to Jesus. Go where He tells you to go. Be looking for the young, inexperienced people that are bound or tied to something. That's who Jesus is looking for in this day and age. I believe that. I believe that. You have, you, someone may say, well, does that mean they got to be bound and tied to something? They don't even necessarily have to be a bad thing. They could just be sitting there tied and just, just, just waiting for the divine connection. Let me tell this side in case. They may not be caught up in any kind of gross sin. They just, they just may be sitting there waiting for the divine connection and God has them tied and connected to something good. And they're connected and tied to that thing for, for a season to be brought into that next place of destiny. I'm sure the, I'm sure the owner of that donkey was, was thankful for that donkey and had probably some good purpose and could have used it. But the Bible told us the Lord hath need of him. And listen, teenagers, y'all got to hear me, man. The Lord has need of you. He does. The Lord has need of you. And let me get ready to close. I think this is my second closing. It's not even 11.45. We're good. Notice, and I thought it's kind of interesting, that when the disciples go, they find the donkey, just as Jesus had said. That was a, that was a, a gift of the Holy Ghost. That was a word of knowledge, right? And, um, and all of a sudden, they show up, and, uh, and the owners of the donkey say, say well, basically, what are y'all doing? And they repeated what Jesus said. The Lord hath need of them. And the owners were like, okay. You ever thought that to be odd? Like, you know, donkey, just imagine you're, you're Honda Civic or something. I mean, whatever, whatever it is that you drive, and all of a sudden you show up, and Jesus is like, uh, I, I have need of that, and, um, and my disciples are here, and we're just going to take this now, okay? It's like the repo man, you know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute, and the owners are like, hmm, okay. You ever thought that to be odd or strange? Let me tell you something. When Jesus is involved and when God's divine blessing and grace is on something, what once was bound and tied to something, when the Lord has need of it, He'll show ultimate favor. He'll show ultimate grace. He'll show you supernatural things that you don't even know that don't make sense to the mind. When it seems like in the natural, that owner should have been fighting those disciples. All of a sudden, favor and grace came in, and it was easy transition for a disciple to bring a young, inexperienced donkey to Jesus to help carry him in to destiny. The Lord has need of him. The Lord has need of him. The Lord has need of him. The Lord has need of you. <sighs> he does, y'all. He needs you. Maybe you're the teenager that is waiting to be connected to a greater destiny, to a higher purpose. Maybe you're the disciple that's already been walking with Jesus. That Jesus is speaking to you and saying, hey, I need you to go over here to this place and I need you to bring this, this person to me. Maybe there's some young people that you know that aren't doing nothing. They're just standing around. Wednesday nights at 7, there's a youth group meeting up. You got a place to bring them to Jesus. 
Sunday morning, 1030, there's kids church. Maybe there's some young, inexperienced kids that just have no understanding about God. They have no understanding about purpose. They have no understanding about Jesus. But you're a disciple. Keep Remember, notice I didn't say pastor. I said you're a disciple, right? If you walk with God and you talk with God and He speaks to you, hey, I need you to go over there and I need you to bring that person to Jesus. My question is, will we go? Will we go? Will we go when we're sinned? I pray we all do because there's a great harvest and there's a great need. And there's a lot of people that need what you got. Amen? Y'all ready to get out of here and go eat? Can I get an amen, Amber? Amber, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picking at you. I hope you know that. It's all in love. It's all in love. listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.